somebody not know how to flush a toilet after they've had a shit? Disgusting! It's In the Toilet. Hello, welcome back. This is In the Toilet. You weren't expecting it, or you were maybe not hoping this would ever happen, but this is a shit yourself special. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm joined by Al and Richard. Say hello. Hi. Hello. Now, a shit yourself special, obviously this hastily crafted title for the show, <laughs> means that I guess there may be a story to tell. Richard, you said you might have something on this topic. Mm, I might have a story. Yeah, I'm going to shamelessly and publicly tell the story of how I shat myself um, <laughs> in, in public. <laughs> so... <laughs> Here we go. Well, it was it was actually it was an exciting time because I was I was twenty three and I was getting ready to move to Barcelona from from Scotland, and I was having a stopover in London to visit my older brother. And I remember a few days before I had a bit of a stomach bug. I wasn't feeling very well, a bit like kind of diarrhea, but you know I was all very contained, and it was like at home and that was fine. And I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being, I had a megabus booked because back then I was 23 years old, I was a poor student, I had a booked, uh, in those days it cost, I think it was £9 to get from Edinburgh to London one way on the megabus, uh, but it's like an 11 hour journey. Oh, it's and so grim. It's really so grim. grim. <laughs> I know. Have, you, have you seen inside the toilets on a megabus? Oh, and, and yes, I have. Yeah. They're, they're, normally, yeah. they're normally locked, are they not? They're like locked off from use. <laughs> maybe, maybe on the shorter journeys. Yeah. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be like a, um, a failure of your human rights, uh, uh, your rights to have a toilet locked on an 11-hour coach. I mean, the UK is quite bad, but it's not that bad. I have a feeling that when you when you purchase your ticket for £9 on the Megabus website, you actually waive all human rights. <laughs> I mean, this is an 11-hour bus journey for £9. Like, it's, it's ridiculously cheap. Yeah. But yeah, the, the toilets are, there's, there's no standing room. You have to sit in the toilet. You can't, you can't stand up in the toilet. It's like, it's almost like, getting into a cupboard where you open the door and then you can, you turn around and just like sit right into the toilet and then close the door because there's no space. Do you have to drop um, your trousers before you shut the door? Um, I just, don't just, hope everyone's, just hope everyone's <laughs> facing forward. <laughs> yeah. So I remember being really worried about this journey because I think, oh my God, like I've got quite bad diarrhea and I have an 11 hour bus journey. So it's, well, it's going to be a mess. But luckily it was fine. It was completely fine. I made it to London. I got to my brother's flat. We had, we had a night out. We we went out. We had some drinks, and, and that was great. So I was like, oh well, yeah, this is fine. Like I feel I feel much better. And the next day, we were going to visit another friend, and we went to Liverpool Street Station, which is like this really busy central hub in London. And I remember standing on the side of the street waiting for the bus, and I had what felt like a very normal fart. It just seemed like, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> It, <laughs> it just it bubbled up and then I, I farted and then at the very end it was like like a wet bubble of shit just like popped <gasps> inside and it, it all happened really quickly and like th this kind of popped and then I, I felt it running down my leg and I was honestly I, I was in shock my, my first my first feeling was just like I was in shock and my brother turned around and looked at me and he was like like what's wrong and it did, took me a second to get to... <laughs> did, did he hear the fart? Is, no, I don't think so. It was relatively quiet, I think. You just, Plus it was in a, yeah, it was just, a busy street as well. You just went white, like your, 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 your colour yeah. just drained from your face. And he, <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and he was like, what, what, what's wrong? What the hell's wrong with you? And I was like, ah, 
uh, and it, it took me a while to get the words out because I, <laughs> I was so ashamed as well. I was like, ah, uh, uh, I've, um, I've, I've just shot myself. <laughs> it's like, what? It's funny because shame is not something I normally associate with you. <laughs> well, not right now. Years on telling the tale. So I make some shocking shame and surprise. I was just, I, I, I can't believe it. And he was, just, he was, he was incredulous as well, but like laughing. He's like, what? You've shot yourself. I'm like, yeah, I've shot myself. And I was like, shit, like what, what am I going to do? And um, he's like, right, well get, get yourself to the toilet. And if you know Liverpool street station, there's a pub right outside it, which I think it, I, I wouldn't say it's iconic. It's just, it's there. And you can't make this up. It's called dirty dicks. So <laughs> <laughs> it's got how appropriate. Yeah. It's got like in big bold writing above. I think it's in neon lights as well, just dirty dicks. So I remember like just kinda in panic, just like running into the nearest pub, went in there. What what time was, what time of day was this again? This was oh, this, this, this yeah, middle this is just maybe after lunch. Okay. So like, and I think on a, on oh, yeah on a Saturday man. afternoon. Like oh, so the, the the lunchtime crew, the the lunch, the brunch and lunch yes. crowds. Right. Yes. Okay. It was very busy. People going for yeah. their shopping, you know, <laughs> families, yes. families coming up to London. Because the thing about Liverpool Street, it's quite it's it's a hub, isn't it? So a lot of people come in from outside London, and and for some people, it might be like the first time they came to London or, you know, they want to see it and, and they, <laughs> do you reckon maybe they passed through and like, oh, so this, this is what London smells like. I, 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 yeah, this yeah. Is what I could be, could be. So I remember like running into the pub and yeah, it was like really busy and I saw a sign for toilets upstairs. So like I went through this busy pub, kind of like hobbling a little bit as well because, you know, I, I chat myself like I had like a wet ass. So I remember I, I found the sign, I went upstairs there was, I went into the, the gents and there was two cubicles, I think, and neither of them had any toilet paper. Oh, of course. shocking. Classic. So, oh, so I was in one cubicle, I, sh- I shut the door, no toilet paper. Um, there wasn't even, there was, there was nothing. There was just a toilet paper holder and a toilet. That was it. There was, was no bin, there was no toilet paper, like nothing at all. Was there not even uh, a man in the toilet willing to sell you <laughs> toilet paper as well as give you some chewing gum and a wee scoosh of aftershave? <laughs> there was none of that. That's more the nighttime crowd, I think. Okay. okay. <laughs> so for lunch, no. Um, <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I'm up there and again, still mid panic thinking like, what, what the hell am I going to do? So uh, I had to get resourceful. So I took off I took off my trainers, took off my jeans, and took off my boxer shorts. So I think I did, I did my best with the dry front portion of my boxer shorts, used it to clean myself up and try to clean my wet jeans with the, the dry part of my boxer shorts and just do the best I could and just like wipe the 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 wet parts with the dry parts and hope for the best. <laughs> wow, just to just to really <laughs> spread it around a bit. And quite quite honestly, oh. that's how most London toilet experiences end up. <laughs> just taking all your clothes off in the cubicle. <laughs> Sacrificing a sock or something. <laughs> so I did all that. Right. I've I've done the best I can. And then I remember thinking, right, okay, now now I've got these like disgusting boxer shorts. What am, I, what am I going to do them? Like, there's no bin. And I thought, well, I, I can't flush an entire pair of boxer shorts down. Like, I'll just clog everything up. That's unethical. Uh, <laughs> so, I, the, but luckily there was a little, there was a window in the toilet, like right by the cubicle, one of these like really like heavy frosted glass pub windows. 
So I just, I, I, I tossed them out the window. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was nothing else for it. Did you take a look to see what was on the other side of the window first? <laughs> no, not nothing. There was just, it was like one of these like really heavy frosted glass and it was open like maybe like 10 centimetres or something, enough to basically get your hand through. Um, and, and, a, and a shitty <laughs> pair of boxers. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't want to just leave a shitty pair of boxers in a cubicle for the next person to find. So I was like, boop, straight through this like kind of letterbox toilet type thing. Boom, done, gone, out of sight, forgotten about. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there's like the chef gone out for his cigarette break just outside. Exactly. Yeah. I've no idea. I don't know if they landed on like a busy street or on top of someone or like on a roof or like in a gutter or just like in the pavement somewhere. Honestly, I've, I've got no idea. I really can't, I can't, I can't tell you. In fact, maybe I should revisit the toilets. Next time I'm at Liverpool Street, I'll pop into Dirty Dicks and just relive. Because this, yeah, yeah, this is like memories. over a decade ago now. So, so yeah. See if, see if something's growing outside. Maybe there's a small tree <laughs> to commemorate the occasion just outside the window. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, how, how did you finish? Well, what happened so next? I put my slightly damp jeans on. And I remember like oh, that cold, damp feeling touching my skin. Because I wasn't, I didn't have any underwear on. Oh, that's that's <laughs> the feeling of that's the feeling of shame. Yeah, that's the shame right there. And then went back through the busy bar and restaurant as quick as I could without nobody not stopping long enough for anyone to like get a whiff or see <laughs> what had happened. And then saw my brother, met my brother in the street. He was there waiting, just like laughing. And I, I told him what's happened. He was like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. I was like, yep, we can't go to our friends now. We need to go back to your flat. So his flat is a bus journey away. So we had to get on a busy uh, London city centre bus, like totally packed, middle of the day, oh. just like like basically oh. stinking of shit. And <laughs> I do remember, I, I remember smelling myself on the bus. I remember sta- it was standing room only. I was like standing there. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm sure there was like, like a kid or like a pram or there was short people around just like waist height. <laughs> and I was really self-conscious. Or people sitting down as well, because I was standing next to a, a, all the chairs. So there's like some oh. people sitting down. Um, so they were at like perfect, perfect height. Um, <laughs> mummy, mummy, what's wrong with that man? <laughs> could, could you not have maybe like asked asked an old person, just said, excuse me, would you mind giving up this chair? <laughs> I'm half- no, because then you oh, would have smeared no. it all over the chair, yeah, wouldn't no, you? I can do that. So, oh. I, yeah, we got, got off the bus, got back to my brother's flat, and coincidentally, my sister was staying as well. And we got into the flat, and she said, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you back already? And my brother's like, oh, Richard shat himself. He said it, he said it loud and proud. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, they, they, they took the piss at me for a while. And, yeah, that was it. Got clean, uh, clean, clean underwear, uh, fresh pair of jeans, the shitty jeans straight in the washing machine, and that was it. So, like, a reset to the day, so we just... We, we must have lost like a good two hours between getting the bus there, waiting, shitting yourself, clean up, bus back, and then getting back to Liverpool Street to then continue our plan. And yeah. and, and the underwear. You lost the underwear as well. I, I, I lost under I lost two hours in the underwear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, and my dignity, obviously. <laughs> and I, I don't think you've ever recovered it. Really? No. That was that was that was a key turning point in your life. <laughs> it was just yeah, because it was it was supposed to be a new, new beginnings, and um, this is my new life in Barcelona. And yeah, I just shat myself on the way completely. Shat, shat it. <laughs> Demolic. Yeah. Demolic. Uh, oh dear. Out with, oh, well, out with the old life. 
Yeah. Well, that feels good to get off my chest publicly. Good. Nice, nice, nice to tell that story. Good, yeah. good. Uh, at least it I feels better to get off your chest than it did to <laughs> get out. Just, at the time. just, just as I said, I was thinking, <laughs> what, what are the lessons learned? Have I learned anything from this? What would I have done differently? I think always carry tissues. That that would have been good. That would have been extremely helpful. I'm not sure what else. I don't say spare underwear, no, because no. Although now that I think of it, on hiking trips and outdoor trips or camping trips, I do pack spare underwear just just in case. Because in case you shit yourself in the woods, you don't you don't want that to happen. Interesting. Well, I think since you've you've fronted that story, I should share as well. Ah, excellent. I'm not alone. So go on out. So this story coincidentally also takes place in London. <laughs> the shit capital of the world. <laughs> it's almost as if there's something in the water. Um, <laughs> who, would have, it's, who would have thought it has gone through seven people before that, by the time you drink it? That brown foggy water that comes in the tap. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Same again. I was down in London visiting friends. I, I, I may or may not have seen you guys. I can't recall. But I distinctly remember the night before I'd been visiting a different friend. And he stayed close to Greenwich. Very yeah, nice part. It was London. very nice. Yeah, very nice. Um, it turns out, though, that the, the train platform toilet, not so nice. Oh. And I think maybe there's some unsavory characters as well. I don't know if that's just a London thing um, or a Greenwich toilet thing. But either way, my, after, after visiting my friend the night before, I think we had maybe quite a large night, as most of these stories seem to start off with. And the next day, he dropped me off at the station. We said our goodbyes and I was on my way to get the train. Maybe I was coming into, in fact, I was, I was coming into central London from there and stomach wasn't feeling too good. So I thought, okay, I've got a little bit of time before my train. Uh, so I'll just nip into the bathroom and then I'll catch the train and everything will be good. And I found the bathroom on the platform, went in to picture the toilet. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It was absolutely enormous. I mean, it was the size of most people's apartments. It was oh, wow. a London train station toilet. It was really London big. train station toilet. It was absolutely enormous. Um, what, you know, one one door to go in, and then <laughs> nothing inside this room. I mean, just this a tiled room with a stainless steel toilet in the back corner, and that was it. And just you luxuriating inside this massive toilet. Well, initially, yes, I thought this is glorious. I can lock the door and I have all this space. I can put my bag down. Yeah, very minimal. I can put my bag. Well, so minimal. No, no, no toilet seat. And, and unfortunately, Classic. no toilet paper, of course. Uh. <laughs> so I went over to the, the, the toilet and as well, it had um, just to kind of really give it some atmosphere. It had. Uh, blue light, you know, ultraviolet light. I think it's so that drug addicts can't see their veins to mm. shoot up heroin in the toilet. Classy, uh, cl classy toilet. Yeah, it had a, had a real post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> vibe about it, <laughs> which was fitting for what was to come. So because there was no toilet seat and because it was a London toilet, I thought, well, I'm going to try and squat, which was a terrible idea because I hadn't really had practice. So I 
tried to squat, I guess I didn't quite get the angle right. And I got caught off guard, quite frankly, by how upset my stomach actually was. And let's... Were you like propelled forwards as you did it? <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, fortunately I've been, been doing my squats. So I was, I was in enough, I was in enough physical condition to brace myself against the, uh, against the surge. But, um, unfortunately the back of the toilet and part of the wall didn't fare so well. Oh, they were, God. yeah, they were, they were painted, painted brown with hot coffee. Oh, um, you, you, you pebble dashed oh, the wall. Oh, oh, well, more, more like gave it a base oh. coat and then a top up. Oh, yeah, the- it was, it was, oh, it was pretty horrific. That sounds like vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, I mean, I, th- I think you're the bad guy in this story, not the London this, toilet. There's, there's probably a municipal fine um, waiting for me somewhere. So, uh, like I said as well, there was no toilet paper available, but I had been staying with my friends, so I did have my bag handy. Mm. So, at this point, I hadn't really turned around to see what had gone on. So, I took a I took a sock out of my bag <laughs> and used the sock as best I could to clean up what, quite frankly, was a horrific spillage, just just on me. And then... There was no toilet paper. There was no bin. There was literally nothing. And again, same with your story. I know not to flush items of clothing down the toilet. That's just, (laughs) that's just disrespectful to, to all other, (laughs) all other uh, drainage network users. So I did, I did the only thing, the only thing that any respectful human would do, which was, I, I kind of carefully folded up the sock and threw it in the corner. Um, <laughs> and then, and then um, so you, there, you didn't have a window to take advantage of. <laughs> there was no window. There was literally, there was no window. There was nothing other than just a single UV bulb. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, above. And, and so as oh. I was, as I was getting dressed again, I turned around and saw the horror that I'd left basically not in the toilet, but, on the toilet, up the back of the toilet, all over the wall, and then the shitty sock. Oh, oh, it started so beautifully <laughs> as well. And uh, it, yeah, yeah, I, I thought I was going to have a luxurious, just in, enjoying peaceful time before my train. Just the the internal shame alone was was pretty bad. I, was, I feel pretty horrific having left this mess. But either way, the, the crime was done, and I was tidied up and ready to go. So I washed up and went for the door. And by this point, of course, I'd been in there quite a while and <laughs> don't forget this is the only toilet on the platform i thought okay i've got away with it and as i i opened the door to find a queue of five people oh. <laughs> stood outside the door oh. and i'm not very good at poker i don't have a particularly good poker face and i think my ex- my immediate expression of shock gave away Quite frankly, everything had just gone on inside, and, oh and I mean, the, the there was there was a couple. There was I think he was like a, a, a ticket inspector or a, a, a train conductor or something. A man in uniform as well in the queue, and yeah, you know, you could see the whites of my eyes. I I I all, probably almost gave an audible oh, and then I uh, <laughs> uh, just made my way past them, headed as far away up the platform as I could. And just stood there and looked at the board and it said, train delayed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I had to just stand there uh, wallowing in shame and hoping that nobody <laughs> came looking for me after that. But I have to say, I think the the, the after tremors uh, of that incident followed me for maybe the rest of the weekend all the way around London. Nothing else quite as horrific. Yeah, but, uh, it, really, it, it impacted for sure. 
It's not. I mean, it makes a funny story several years later, but at the time, it's just pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not, not pleasant. Wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, I think the, the, the one. I think the one saving grace from from my story is that luckily there wasn't a queue of people or anyone outside. Thank God, outside the cubicle. Just so your brother. Just downstairs in the street. <laughs> um, so oh, downstairs. Oh well, he was waiting in the street. Yeah. Well, how? How? I didn't. I thought I was thinking this was ground floor. How high up? Uh, it was, it was window. Uh, that... Yeah, for first or second floor. It wasn't ground floor. No. Okay, so, but so it had it had some time to really get up some velocity as it, as it, <laughs> it could have fell opened the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if it made a. I wonder if it made a plop when it hit the <laughs> Oh God. Um, okay, so reflecting upon your story, what what would you have done differently this time with some preparation, or, or what are what are the the learning points from your version of the story? Um, so I did have a bag with me, so I did have access to spare underwear. Fortunately, on this occasion, uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't soil myself. So probably have tissues with you. I think is the key takeaway from mm-hmm. that one. In retrospect, I guess if I'd have had tissues, I probably then could have also been a, a courteous bathroom user and probably have tried to clean up some of the murder scene as well, <laughs> rather than rather than leaving so much evidence for the next crime scene investigator. Now, in, in your, I did hear you say that you washed oh. up. Now, was there a sink in the toilet? Yes, I washed up. Mm. Uh, I washed my hands in the sink. I mean, Would there was you no have toilet paper. Like backing into the sink to, to wash your ass a little bit. <laughs> would, would that have been an option? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe if there was a bin to stand on, but I don't think I could have, I don't think I could have, I, I don't think I could have, even even on tiptoes, I don't think I could have got it and high then, enough to... And, and, and then at that point, there's a faulty lock and the door just blows open. You're just standing on a bin, like with oh. your ass parked over the sink. <laughs> There's five people waiting to get in. <laughs> yeah, imagine if the ticket conductor or a ticket collector, sorry, or, or whatever his role was, if he'd had an emergency key. <laughs> this guy's been in there for too long. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would have, that would that would have been that would have just been the the, uh, the the absolute worst ending to that story if, if they burst in. Yeah, to find me with no clothes on. Great. <laughs> Congratulations for sharing. <laughs> I gotta say, I, unlike unlike the ending to your story, I don't feel lighter. I actually feel uh, I feel dirtier. Yeah. Sorry. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, maybe maybe there'll be a, a, a chance to redeem ourselves uh, next episode uh, when we come back with more shit chat. I thought you were going to say redeem yourself by cleaning a dirty public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Just as like as like. A- as like an act of goodwill, like pay punishment. Forward, you know? <laughs> as, an act, as an act of penance. Um, no. 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 no, no, no. Join us next time to see if I see if I have a change of heart. Bye. Bye.